everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Red Show. Um, I am actually really excited to talk to you guys about this today. Uh, I have done so many educational pieces, and I think it's awesome. And I hope you guys have gotten something from it. And, and just a big thank you right off the bat for everyone who shares this stuff. Um, if you haven't shared it, give it a shot. See what happens. It's just free information for people. It's mostly educational and uh yeah, you know, it's just, just extra on, on my uh, extra time, which I have almost none of, um, just to throw it out there. That's what I really wanted. It's it's what I started this whole dream off for in medicine, and, and so why not? I have some knowledge. I want to share it. So take it, share it, and uh, get it out there. But today, I get to talk about something that I'm actually really interested in myself, Uh Oh, I'd, I'd actually like to do a series on these. I'm hoping to do maybe a two- or three-part series, so uh, bear with me. These are going to be topics that I think are um, misrepresentations in medicine uh, or illusions uh, that patients have about medicine. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about, um, in order to have a good physician, can they also be nice? And the other way of saying that is, uh, so I'm a surgeon, and, and, and there's actually there's a really good Medscape article and a couple other articles out there that says, basically, you know, can I, ha- can I have a good surgeon or a nice one? And, you know, I, I mentioned this in a couple other talks, but, like, I, I never understood why you can't have both. I, I do understand that there are um, opportunity, right? You know, do you have an opportunity to see someone who's a good surgeon and a nice surgeon? Uh, or, you know, would you have to travel 100 miles, right? Because if you're landlocked or you live in a very small area, mm, it could be a problem, right? And and I get that. If you're stuck uh, in a small town and, um, you know, that's that's difficult. That's a difficult situation. However, I would say the majority of people have an opportunity. Now, I mean, you're up against a few things, right? You're up against a doctor shortage that is significant. And not only is there a doctor shortage, there is a good doctor shortage. And then furthermore, the baby boomers are now uh, at the age where, uh, you know, they are, uh, there's a lot more of them. Uh, And when you couple that with the fact that, you know, they're at an age where they're having a lot more medical problems now, uh, then then doctors are consumed. Uh, They're they're truly consumed. Uh, You couple that with the fact that, you know, there's a push towards corporate medicine and, um, and there's less people maybe interested in going into medicine and it just couples and couples and and it just, uh, it snowballs out of effect. So I will say that there are reasons why it may not be easy to get to a nice, kind, and good doctor. I will also say that if you happen to have one, I don't think you need to tolerate that. Um, there, there were physicians of the past, and not all of them were mean by any stretch of the imagination, but, but it was a little bit different of an era, right? It was back in the day where information was not available. Dr. Google did not exist, and, you know, what you're... What you're physician said to you or especially surgeon said to you was just taken as at face value it was considered you know right next to the word of god there was your your doctor's word you know and if they told you that this was it then this was it you know and and if they told you to take this pill you know six times a day buddy you did it doctors don't necessarily like uh the era that we've come into right where uh you know there's a plethora of information 
uh, and patients tend to gravitate towards it and then come in and want to kind of um, usurp maybe their their physician's uh, thoughts and processes. I, let me let me clarify that. I don't think the physicians dislike that there's information available out there and that patients are making themselves educated. I think what they're probably disliking is the fact that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And a lot of times you're you're in a world where we have less and less and less time with our patients because payment values have gone down significantly. I mean, just to keep the lights on, primary care physicians are losing money if they spend more than 10 to 15 minutes with their patients. I think that's predominantly true. So, you know, in a world where that happens, we're, we're defending uh, ourselves or answering a thousand questions about some misinformation seen on Google, um, and, and that can be a problem. Otherwise, though, there are some really great places out there. You know, if you go to a valid and and, uh, and worthy website uh, to get your information, I think that that's very important. And I think coming into your physician and surgeon's office prepared, uh, you've really done your research, you've thought a lot about things, you've got some great questions, I think that's important. That's it's important. You know, there's a difference between having a conversation uh, and an opinion and having an educated conversation, an educated opinion. Um, so let's just, you know, having said that, let's go back to what I know, which is you don't have to accept a rude or uh, mean, for the lack of a better term, uh, arrogant physician and or surgeon. I think that you can find both. I think they can be good uh, and kind, uh, and and I think that that's very very important. Um, I think that empathetic skills have to be in place today as a physician, uh, and I think that you know times have changed a lot. You know there's so much information available to people all the time that I think you have to cater to that, and I think that that's really really important. So, um, is the opposite true? If you have a really, really nice surgeon, you know, just seems like the nicest, sweetest person, does that mean that they're a bad surgeon? Absolutely not. And and it's not even one of those things where you're swinging in one direction so significantly. You're like, yeah, but you know, but eighty percent of the nice guys are are really bad surgeons. That's not true. That's not true. I would actually, I would say that there is a confidence. Uh, that builds up, and I think I think this actually goes for most people. Now, there's there's kind of the eighty twenty rule. If you haven't heard of that, and you should look it up. Basically, it states that eighty percent of the problems are only associated with twenty percent of the physicians, and and you can use it for anything. Eighty percent of the money you spend is only on twenty percent of the items that you buy, right? And, and and stuff like that. However, I would say that if you are lacking confidence in your skill especially as a surgeon, then some of your your mechanisms, your defense mechanisms are potentially to be mean or rude. Um, I would tell you that I have seen that uh, numerous times, and I think that that's unfortunate. Um, and I think that some people just have personality deficits, and I have seen some uh, rude and or mean surgeons who have uh, some excellent skills in the operating room. So I, I just want to say that I don't think you have to accept it if someone is being rude or arrogant with you uh, as a physician. I think that you can try to find another one. 
I think if your hands are tied and you are in a rural area and you don't have a lot of options, um, except for to travel 100 miles or 200 miles, or it's outside of your insurance, uh, you know, your insurance's reach, then um, can you establish a relationship that's acceptable to you with your surgeon and or physician? And, and that is, that's complicated. It's complicated. It's kind of like being forced to be friends with someone you don't really like, right? Um, but but there's value in that friendship, right? And there's value in the relationship that you would have with a surgeon, even though they can be rude or an arrogant uh, person. Uh, what would you rather have, right? The the rude or arrogant person, or or the guy who's really nice to you and maybe not so good. So that is a that is an, a real scenario that could happen. And I think at that point, obviously, you you just accept the skill level. And you just don't have to deal with the rest of it, right? You just say, you know, do a good job, thank you very much, and, and I don't need to really deal with you. I'll deal, I'll deal with your nurse practitioner or, you know, what, someone, someone else, um, hopefully. Uh, so I think that that's important. I think that um, there's an element of autonomy these days that uh, maybe wasn't there in the past. And autonomy meaning that you are in control of you and your body. And I think that people don't get to just tell you what to do anymore. Uh, I think that there has been a, a paradigm shift in medicine. And I think that um, there's this concept that should be really grasped by most physicians. And it is the fact that, hey, listen, I'm here to give you my educated opinion. You know, So, so for, for instance, I went to, to school for 16 years, um, almost 17 years after high school to start my first job. Um, hopefully that made me extraordinarily educated to have the conversations with my patients that, that I have. Um, I try to be down to earth. I try to be, you know, colloquial. I try to, you know, really just remember where I came from, right? Which was, uh, the suburbs and farms of West Virginia. Um, and I, and I try to stay down to earth like that, you know, middle earth, salt of the earth kind of people. Um, and to do that, you got to kind of remember where you came from, and you know, and, and and have an understanding that you know not everybody went through 16 years of school afterwards, right? So what can I do? You know, it's like it's kind of like uh, someone who works uh, in uh, the electric power plant, or someone who works even in the at at, at the cafeteria at, at elementary school. I wouldn't have the first inkling of what to do if I showed up, you know, to work that day, right? I would, I would rely on their experience and their expertise and that's what you're doing with with a surgeon or a physician right and hopefully you gain uh, or they gain your trust and, and and you gain theirs right because it is a it, it's a shared relationship um, if you don't feel like you have that I'd tell you to move on I think you have options these days I really really do um, and I think that physicians uh, hopefully are treating patients better and patients hopefully uh, to be quite honest with you start treating doctors better because i feel like there has also been uh the reverse right i feel like there's been a lack of respect maybe for physicians uh i can i can assure you that the majority of them worked very very hard to be where they are uh i would say that um <clears throat> it's not like the, the the days of old where they made a ton of money uh and um you know, everybody's driving Mercedes and living in huge houses. That's not the case. Um, they Most of the time, we're all coming out with massive amounts of student loan. I came out with, I'll just say, hundreds 
of thousands, not one, not two, more than that, thousands of dollars of, of debt. And that debt has an interest rate on it, right? And, and that doesn't go away. You have to pay that down over years, and ultimately it'll be millions. Um, salaries. Salaries aren't anywhere where you think they are. They're not what they used to be. Don't get me wrong. Most physicians do well. They're comfortable. Um, in fact, physicians are notorious for being very bad business people and very bad with their money. And, and it, the kind of joke is that, well, listen, we were 30 to 35 when we got out of school and we were in all this debt and we just wanted to start our lives. We wanted just to have what all of our friends were having you know, for the decade before us, right? So I would tell you that, you know, be kind. Be kind to your physician, you know, in a, in, a, in a world where we used to dress up to go to church, right? In a world where we used to wear Sunday's best to, to fly on an airplane. In a world where um, you got dressed up and you were on time to go to a physician's office. I would tell you, uh, we don't, not, not everybody follows those rules anymore. And I'm not saying that it's necessary. You can show up in my office on flip-flops and your worst ragamuffin dress. I don't care. But be kind. And I think that that's important. Um, and, and I think the physician should be kind to you. So uh, that's just uh, the first part of kind of my thoughts on kindness being shared between the physician and the patient. And I think that that's super duper important. And I will say it again. I don't think you need to compromise. I don't think uh, to have a good physician or a good surgeon that they need to have bad manners. I think that you can have both. And I think you should hold out for it uh, and or search for it. So have a great day and I'll end it there.